This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com. From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de-stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show. All right. We are back. Woo-hoo. It's been uh, it's been a little bit, been okay. a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, but man, I'm excited to be back. I, uh, as you know, I was on vacation last week, so yeah, took our usual uh, beginning of the summer beach trip with my family, which was nice. Had Always a blast. good. Yeah, seems like we brought the humidity back with us. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty gross. Yeah, my windows just defogged. I think for the first time in like two days this morning. I'm not gonna lie, that makes me feel better because I was really nervous about my windows. I was like, oh my gosh, is the seal cracked? And then yeah. okay, no, good, no, good, no. good. No, it's just either Texas. both of ours are sol'd or yeah. it's normal. <laughs> it's just Texas in in June, I guess. Uh, but man, I'm excited to be back. We've been talking a lot. We've been planning a lot for the podcast, and we're really excited about the content we've got coming. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity. Now, normally, when I hear the word cybersecurity, it's kind of like an eye roll, right? Uh, in what we do every day, mm-hmm. we have a lot of focus on security, right? Like our worst nightmare is some kind of security breach, right? Oh, that's yeah. where, that's like the one thing that could tank our business. So, of course, we spend a lot of time and a lot of resources uh, on making sure that we're doing things we need to do to make sure we're secure, mm-hmm. our clients' information is safe, all those types of things. But also, more importantly, we hear a lot from clients on this. Um, you know, we'll touch on a couple of different anecdotes we've heard from clients over the years, but as we were kind of game planning, what do we want to do over the summer for the podcast? This was, this was at the top of minds because it's extremely, extremely devastating mm-hmm. when things like this happen, when people do get hacked and they lose their information. And the fact of the matter is after researching for this pod, and there's a lot of simple things you can do, uh, to drastically reduce the mm-hmm. odds that you're going to be victimized, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, but I think, you know, given the people that we work with, um, there's a, there's an ever growing focus on a certain demographic, right? That 65 plus demographic, mm-hmm. um, trying to exploit them. And so it's near, near and dear to our hearts as people that work with a lot of retirees to make sure that, Hey, this podcast is not about selling for us. It's not about marketing for us. It's about, you know, we just want to give information that's helpful. Mm-hmm. So we feel like this would be a helpful topic to discuss um, and just be a resource for anybody listening to try to try to increase their security, make sure yeah. they're safe. No, really. I mean, one of the last uh, classes I took in my MBA and I kind of did it for fun. I had the option to and it was cybersecurity and it was fun for sure. It was also terrifying as yeah. well. Yeah. So all my passwords changed, all my wife's passwords changed after that. And so we set up some uh, important... Uh, roadblocks and, yep. and did some things to make sure that we were really secure in, in our lives, with, yeah. especially with the internet. Because yeah, it takes a little time. Neither of us are also experts on, like, now that I'm talking about me and my wife, neither of us are experts, but here, neither of us are experts. But we not do know that these simple steps can help you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The, these are not, um, you know, we're not IT guys. Now we do have IT folks that we work with that are experts and and we get a lot of feedback from them in, in terms of what to recommend to our clients. But this is stuff yeah. that anybody can research uh, and no matter what your level of understanding is when it comes to technology or computers or software or anything like that, you can do this. Oh, right? yeah. In the matter of an hour or two in the afternoon, you can do everything we're recommending here. Yeah, It'll drastically increase uh, your security. And I think 
nowadays, it, it really is. I would I would argue it's impossible, right? I'm sure you have your hardliners that say I'm going to be off the grid, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, like that's fine. You're, yeah. That is the most secure option is to be off the grid. But man, there's a lot of like you're losing a lot of convenience. You're losing a lot of capability and a lot of services by doing that. So mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, it's pretty much impossible to operate with zero digital footprint. If that's the case, I think the name of the game is not making yourself an attractive target, right? Mm-hmm. Like your information is going to be out there. It's going to be on some server somewhere, whether it's one servers or a hundred servers. If you're going to operate in the world nowadays, it's out there. So I think it's just about not making yourself an easy target for the folks mm-hmm. that are looking for this, right? It's a numbers game. Your information's out there, but so is everyone else's. Mm-hmm. So make your needle in that haystack the hardest needle to find. Yeah. Is that kind of Or even if sense? they find it, can they crack it? You can know? they crack can, it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly right. Well, let's get started. Um, there's a couple of things here. Now, I'm going to keep the biggest one for last. Um, it's definitely the most important component, but it's also the hardest to solve, I think. So we'll start with a couple of easy ones. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I will... This is not a comprehensive list. These are the, in our opinion, these are the biggest like bang for your buck, right? Easy, simple, quick, and they're going to, you know, wipe out a large percentage of threat. So the first one is keep your software updated. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, you know, I remember Tony Scott, our fearless IT president, um, <laughs> he was, he's always on us in the office. Like, oh, man. shut your machines down every night, right? Yep. And one of the reasons for that is we have, auto software updating on. Mm-hmm. So when anytime you turn your machine off and back on, it automatically checks for updates. And mm-hmm. if there are any, it will put them onto your machine. Yeah. And I know, you know, I have a habit of just closing my laptop, right? Or just <laughs> letting it go to sleep and you yeah. know, logging back in and not actually shutting it down. So I think that's the first and foremost. Now walk us through why? Like, why do we want to make sure it's the latest and greatest? Well, usually that, you, that means they're patching holes in their system just so that you can be secure. I mean, that's, that's simply it. It's usually they have a lot of uh, white, I think they're called white hat hackers. Yep. And they'll try to punch, like, punch holes and poke oh, yeah. holes in their system and figure out where the where the bugs are. And, and that's one of the reasons why you want to keep it updated, um, why you want to stay on top of things. So Right. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah. white hat hackers, right? These companies will pay. Like yeah. Microsoft pays armies of people to literally sit there and try to hack into their operating system. Yeah. Or, and, and I should clarify, we're talking about like on the operating system level, right? We're also on the individual software level. Yeah. So yeah. like Adobe Photoshop, for instance, if they hit, I know it's annoying, you got to sit there and you just want to get into your program and get the work done, but update that software. You may not have been victimized, mm-hmm. but chances are, especially on these bigger platforms, someone somewhere has been victimized. And, and someone's found a way in. Yeah. And so the minute that happens one place, the software company will issue a patch in an update that will solve that problem for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. And there's, and, and that's, sorry, this is not, I want to make sure this is emphasized. I want to look at the camera. This, this is not saying don't soft update your software. Uh, and this is just something I learned in that class of, this has happened before, especially if you're an Apple user, which a good majority of us do use Apple yep. phones for that matter. If you wait three days, it's okay. Because sometimes they've released an update. The update has had a glitch in it. And then hackers have taken adva- like advantage of that glitch. Yep. Um, and then people that are freshly updated, they can get like a list of who freshly updates their software. Yep. And then those hackers will know that you have the updated software and that there's the glitch a there and they'll glitch. take advantage a of it. Yeah. A new glitch, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> sometimes if you wait three days and then like kind of let there be like a little bit of a buffer phase of like, okay, is this update legitimate or are they about to release another update saying, hey, sorry, we missed something. 
here's another update. Right. Because that's happened with Apple for sure. I know that has happened once. There was actually like a huge broadcast. Um, when I work, used to work for Deloitte, they were like, hold on, like yeah. if you update your phone, update it right now again. Yeah, and, right now. and so, yeah. yeah. It's um, a big deal. So that, that's happened before. Um, but I wouldn't wait much longer than like, a week or so. Well, in, which in is a good opinion. argument for yeah. having auto update on yeah. it, right? So like my phone, I know I have it set to, I think it's any time between the hours of like 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. Mm. If it's plugged in, it'll automatically, you know, push yeah. that update through and you can do the same thing on your computer with different programs. Yeah. So just have those things set to on. I get it. It can come with new feature sets and things that you may not like, but it's most likely if it has sensitive information, it's yeah. going to be worth it for you to have that update. Yeah, absolutely. I would, if anything, I mean, like, don't be wrong. What I just said is, kind of on the side of, uh, I don't want to say paranoid, but on the side of like a little bit caught overly cautious, in yeah. my opinion, for the most part, as an individual, I update immediately yeah, like, absolutely. and just kind of stay on the lookout for it. But all right. So take us through number two, which is very, uh, it's, it's duh, but yeah. I, it's so important. You would be, this was the saddest thing about that class is you'd be amazed at how many people use one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. um, password, variations mm-hmm. of password that are pretty weak variations like capital P or capital S or something like that. Yep. Um, and you'd also be amazed. Like we know that computers are strong, strong and, and incredible because we're not in that world. I don't think we realize how strong and how incredible they are and how fast they, how fast they can process things and how fast they can crack and just run um, different variations of a password and, and, and see how fast they can get these things cracked, right? So having strong passwords that are like, 12 characters long, if not longer. And and then also the variations, not like just all letters, some uppercase, some lowercase, some symbols like pound, yeah. star, exclamation point, and so on and so forth um, is very, very, very helpful. Yep. Um, and one of the first steps because, I mean, people can literally buy blocks or they can look up like what's the most commonly used password and just kind of run them on different sites yep. um, with these these programs that they have that can run these this, these processes um, in the background and, and try to crack codes or crack passwords. So having a longer password that's like 12 to 24, I think our mm-hmm. IT guy says, like, I think he's is all 24 special oh, yeah. character in the whole oh, nine yeah. yards. And one thing that we do and one thing that I did um, at home in my personal life is get uh, something called LastPass. We are not sponsored by them. But for sure, go check them out. They are yeah. well worth it. But would it be happy to be? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Not only, if you're anyone at LastPass, I'm pretty to this. sure everyone, at least that I've talked to about it at Asset Builder, every single person uses it personally. Oh. And we also use it as a company. Oh, yeah. They have a free version. They have a paid version. I think it's like two bucks a month. It's four bucks a month. Okay. Four so, bucks I mean, a really month. breaking the bank there. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing and you're, it is so helpful. So, and to take a step back, what this protects against. And what you were referring to is something called, and again, I didn't just know this. I researched it as a part of this, yeah. this episode. It's called a blunt force attack. And mm-hmm. essentially what that is, is it's the oldest form of, of yeah. you know, trying to break into an account or trying to hack an account, which is they sit there either manually or with the help of software that just plugs these in, you know, a thousand a minute or whatever. They'll just try out different, it's trial and error. Yeah. Just password, password one, password two, but it's password not, three. It's like a computer running it. Like very, that, yeah, light I mean, speed, right? And they're, and they're working through millions of options. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as unique as you think yours might be mm-hmm. in the world of available you know, <laughs> attempts, it's probably not as special as you would think. Yeah. So now I'll be honest, I was very I was like violator number one of this oh, for many oh, years. Yeah. I mean, our, also if you could get into my passwords. if you could get into my Netflix, you could probably get into my life. I oh, mean, yeah, truly. Exactly. Like it was that bad. Yeah. 
And what changed it for me was LastPass. And again, not a plug for LastPass, but any, there's a lot of different options out there. But having a program, because not only does it, it's a, it's a safe, you know, uh, encrypted repository for all my passwords, but it will also, it's like a plugin on your browser. It's an app on your phone. So for instance, if I go to my phone and I open up, you know, let's say I open up our 401k app. I want to look at my balances, right? Mm. It recognizes what app I have open and it will let me use Face ID to pull the password automatically from LastPass into that app. Mm -hmm. Because one of the reasons I was such a bad offender of this was the stress of like, oh, I got to keep track of, you know, and then now my kids have passwords. And it, yeah. I have, as do most people, hundreds of passwords. And it's it's so much easier and less stressful to just do your same thing and add something yeah. or do your same thing and add a capital or whatever. Yeah. Even this, then I forget that. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Oh my gosh. This alleviates all that stress because it will create passwords for you. You can get that it. That are wild. Like, you can, yeah. <laughs> wow. You can give it the parameters, how yeah. many characters, what types of special characters, all yeah. that different stuff. And it will generate a password for you that is as random as can possibly be. Yeah. And it just raises that, that difficulty one more meter, right? Yeah. It's, it's one more thing that that hacker or that criminal is going to have to get through Mm. to get to your information. And there are tools out there that make it much, much easier. And it's very well, it, it's very smooth, very automated. Yeah. And um, if, if you do, and if you do the math, like a 24-bit versus a 16-bit, um, or yep. a character, I should say, um, password, it, it's it takes exponential more yeah. computing power, right? Yep. Because it's 24 times. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's a big not difference. even 24 times 24, it's, I mean, however many characters that are possible times how many characters are possible 24 times. So, that's right. Um, like, yeah, it's it's a lot, 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 lot more uh, difficult for a computer to be able to process that. And and again, LastPass is something that is so interesting about cybersecurity is like you never know how much you want to pay for it until you've been hacked. Yep. And that's how much you know you're willing to pay for it. And so like yep. the initial upfront cost of four dollars, which comes out to be what what's four times twelve? That's forty eight. Mm -hmm. And so like forty eight bucks a year. Finance. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you guys hired me. Simple math, baby. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, but sorry. I mean... 48 bucks a it's year. Yeah, it. that's worth someone not cracking into my bank account. Honestly, you know, for, like me, that's, uh, for me, it's worth more than that oh, just yeah. to have the convenience of like, I don't have to remember my passwords. It yeah. automatically, like every day at work, when I go to different platforms yeah. we use, it pulls it from LastPass. Yeah, and there is, there is one thing. There is one password I think all of us know, not like individual, like we don't know each other's, but we each know our individual password and that is the password into LastPass. Yes. And we individually, the, the the yep. uh, last pass itself didn't make this password. We made it and I made mine a full blown sentence. Yep. And like I, I if someone cracks that, honestly, applause. Like yep. <laughs> I yep. don't know what else to tell you at that point. But Agreed. yeah, that, that's the one password I have to remember. And that's okay. Like I can I can handle that. No problem. And especially if you make it a sentence too. Like yep. it's even that much it's that much easier. So um yep. But yeah, beyond that, be I, don't, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know my passwords, which is great. That's it's how you safer. Want it. Yeah. That's how you want it. So so that's number two. Uh, moving on, number three, um, use two-factor or multi-factor authentication. Seems obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's it's become a lot more popular. I'd say in the last four to five years, um, something I learned in this that I thought was just interesting that I never thought about before. But the way they think about it, the folks that write these programs and write these you know security features, it these two factors are are two of three things, right? It's something you know something you have or something you are, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of interesting. So what this protects against is it basically renders hacking someone's password meaningless, mm -hmm. right? Like we, what we just talked about, you can have the best password in the world, they somehow hack it, 
they're still dead in the water. They still can't access your information mm-hmm. because they don't have that second key. They don't have mm-hmm. that second component. And that second component is not as easily hackable. Yeah. So for instance, for us, right? So um, well, something we use every day is our custodian login, right? Our clients hold accounts at a custodian. We work with Schwab. Every day we log into Schwab, right? So we have our username, we have our password, and then every single day we have these tokens, right? That are each token has a unique ID that is registered in a secure system that only one authorized user can even update that. Mm-hmm. And then those tokens, each token creates unique codes. And these codes refresh every 30 seconds. So I log in using my username and password. Schwab knows that's the right password. It moves me to a second screen. I have 30 seconds from the time I log in using that password to use the... Now, it knows the token that is mine associated with my username, and it knows the types of codes generated from that token. I then have 30 seconds to enter in that code to access in, or else I cannot get in. That is a massive jump in security and difficulty if I'm a hacker trying to get in somewhere. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's huge. I can't imagine how hard it would be. I mean, there's... I mean, I'm sure there are out there some super super computer that could do it, but... Man, would they be? I mean, in all fairness, I think they'd be wasting their time. I'm like, I'm not a big enough target for you to be using this super. That's right. That's right. And this this two factor would also qualify as like I'd say the most common one is you log in, they send you a text message with a unique code that's Mm -hmm. good for let's say 90 seconds or two minutes or whatever, and then you use that right. So it's just that added layer of security that says it feeds it back to you. It's one more way to prove that right. Knowing that password is a loose, you know, it's a loose. equation to it's you, yeah, right? Yeah. Most likely if you're getting the right password, it's probably you, but not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. If it's a text to your phone, right? Or if it's asking you to, you know, use your thumbprint, that's a pretty good you it's know, definitely that's a higher you. Yeah. bar that says yeah. it's you. Right. And I like, I mean, I think we all know I, I I think two-factor authentication is starting to become more popular. But as things start to become more popular and more commonplace, I think we all start to get a little bit annoyed with them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's something I've got to remind myself of. Like, I actually really appreciate this. Like, I know it's a, it's another step to get in here and I know that it's me, but like that one time that it's not me, I really want that there. So oh, yeah. I'm happy to put up with this yep. for all of 10 seconds, yep. you know, and just kind of let my pride go. Like, right, calm so down. to that point, yeah. um, a little anecdote, because I, I think, you know, it, it's all very far off and ethereal until it happens to you. Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I don't think even we quite realize how fast your life will grind to a halt if all this information gets taken and all of your access to all of your your different you know points of access are, are restricted. So number four, right? We, we talked about everything we've talked about so far is battening down the hatches, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure that the the stuff inside your vault, so to speak, is safe. Getting into that vault is as difficult as possible. But what happens if someone does get in the vault, right? Like it happens. The best banks in the world get broken into. Like it happens. If that happens, and this is this is a little bit more of a recent development, but the most profitable and the most common type of cybersecurity attack nowadays is what's called ransomware. Mm-hmm. This is effectively software that either has you click on something or has you open something or initiate this software behind the scenes that you don't recognize. And what that software does is it basically accesses all your information, it steals it, basically makes a copy of it, and then deletes it locally on mm-hmm. your machine. So basically, the hacker now has all of your information, right? And they come back to you and say, if you want this information back, you're going to pay me. You're going to pay hefty amounts for it. Oh, yeah. There's some serious cases out there. If you look up the highest ransomware stuff, yep, 
So there's a friend of mine. Um, he he owns a business, and this happened to him. They accessed his business's information, um, and they came back, and I think it was like 150 or 200k. Oh. Um, if they wanted their information back, and the, m- my friend went to the FBI, said, "Hey, I've been hacked." FBI turned and said, "Pay him or lose your info." Uh, there's no way we'll find them. Tough. There's no way we'll find them. We don't have the resource, don't have the manpower. They're hidden. We don't know who they are. We'll never find them. Pay them and move on. Oh, man. That was the answer from the FBI. So, yeah. There's and really I don't know not if you know anyone... this. It's the Federal Bureau of yeah. Investigating. Like, yeah. yeah. If they don't have so the we'll make sure to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, you don't want to find yourself in a position yeah. to go, hey, I've, I've been hacked. Someone help me. There ain't going to be anybody there. Yeah. So, the best thing you can do is back up your information right mm-hmm. now. That doesn't necessarily solve the problem if, you know, if you're a business and you have sensitive information, you know, that you don't want public or that you need to keep secure for other individuals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't solve that problem. But on the individual level, which I think is really what we're focused on in this episode, mm-hmm. at least, you know, do I want someone to steal my, definitely not my social security information, but things like family pictures, pictures yeah. of my kids, blah, 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 all the stuff that I have on my computer. Mm-hmm. At least I would have that. Yeah. Right. So it reduces the amount of leverage they have if they are able to access the yeah. information and delete it. So always make sure, like with we're an Apple family, right? So it, most everything we have is on the cloud with Apple, runs an automatic update every single night. So all of our information is effectively being updated every 24 hours, right? Yeah. Being backed up. So definitely something you want to do is a little more complicated, but it's not hard. There's a lot of cloud based services that make this pretty easy, whether you're Windows or Apple or whatever. Um, but it's again, one more thing you can do. It's mm-hmm. one more tool in the tool belt. If you do find yourself in this situation, you've given yourself a bartering chip. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think with a lot of this, I mean, we still got another point or two to go here. If you did enough research into cybersecurity, it'll scare you, and it'll scare you straight, mm-hmm. right? And and it's worth like like Adam said, it's it's a little bit more complicated, especially the backup stuff. But man, is it worth it? It is so worth it. It's and and the thing is, is again, you won't understand how much it's worth it until you are hacked, and hopefully, you never are hacked, so you will never truly know how much it's worth it. Yep. But it is worth it. I'll tell you right now, it is worth it. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we've got a couple more here. Um, yep. And I'm I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this this second to last one, uh, but limit activity on unsecured Wi-Fi networks, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not necessarily that you're opening a door for them to get onto your system and access everything, but it makes it a heck of a lot easier for people to watch what you're doing, right? So they can watch keystrokes, they can watch what sites you're going to, what you're entering in. So it's a lot easier for someone to at least capture the information to be able to access later. Mm -hmm. So a couple of really easy fixes. One, just don't do it. If you're (laughs) going to be on a public Wi-Fi network, like at the airport or Starbucks or whatever, um, just trying to stay off sites that are secure. You know, if you want to go to ESPN, fine, but don't access your bank account, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you absolutely have to, use a VPN service, virtual private network. We use them at work all the time, use them personally. They're very easy nowadays, pretty affordable. There's also Um, free ones out there. Yeah, there are free offerings out there too. They're not as great, but I mean, it's better than just an unsecure network. Right, it's going to basically put you on a, on a, one-way tunnel between you and the site that you're going to Mm -hmm. that nobody else can access or, or, or see. So, um, just as a rule of thumb, obviously lock down your Wi-Fi at home, make sure it's password protected. Mm-hmm. And just as a rule of thumb, do you really need to be at Starbucks to be on the internet anyway? Yeah. Right. No. And, and if you have to use a VPN. Yeah, for simple, sure. Simple. Uh, I mean, with anything, especially like, I think the number one place that scares me is airports. I don't know why, yeah. but man, I always feel like there's so this many is the place people. for international hackers to be. <laughs> there's so many people yeah. and they're just passing through. It's yeah. easy to blend in. So oh, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So that's an easy one. But yeah. let's move on to the last one and I'll preface this with Definitely the most important one. 
I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's also the hardest to kind of nail down. So walk us through it. To be honest, I mean, we are the weakest link. And that, yep. is, that is simple fact. I think a lot of just flat out human error, like you might do all of these steps and then you get one email that you didn't realize was from a sketchy website and you clicked on a link and now you're in trouble. Yep. And so you just got to be really vigilant. You have to be kind of monitoring things. Don't, don't go on autopilot when you're on your computer all the time, you know, um, especially, especially in emails. Like that's where I've seen a lot of attacks come through uh, Asset Builder is we get phishing emails all the time. I actually got one yesterday that uh, Tony sent out that email about. Like, if you yeah. get an email from this address, yep. don't click it. That was sent to me first. Yep. I think they're trying to target me. I'll, I won't take <laughs> offense to it, but uh, it's phishing or spear phishing. Is, there's there's two terms there, but yeah. I just they're just look, setting a trap and hoping yeah, you fall and into it. Looked, it right? looked decently legit. However, our company has no business dealing with Chevron. And so that's why I was like, that's, mm-hmm, odd. that's not right. Yeah. And so, and, and that's just what it is, is like being vigilant, being aware, um, paying attention to the details and also not just using common sense and not releasing information, sensitive information over unsecure sources, right? Like having encrypted emails, uh, especially for, especially for, um, sensitive information. I mean, we deal with social security numbers all the time. Uh, we deal with a lot of money all the time. Uh, and when people, even when people call in, we make sure that they verify a few things about yep. themselves to to make sure it's them. And then a lot of people really appreciate that too. Yeah, Even though I, I'm always afraid to like inconvenience them. I think afterwards, every time I've always gotten a positive response. It's for response. their benefit, yeah. yeah. So they always appreciate it. But to that point, again, just be, just be smart. Um, yep. And, and don't, don't go to places. The moment you, if, if a website feels sketchy, you should probably get off of it. Yep. Right. Um, and, and that's tough, right? Because oftentimes it's inconvenient. Like yeah. Y- usually, people are task oriented. You're trying to get something done and I just want to get it done, whether it's yeah. get this information, to the person that needs it or respond to this question that the person needs the answer to. It is going to save you heartache in the long run. And I see this a lot. You know, I mentioned up top where we see this most is in the elderly demographic, right? I saw this a lot with my, with my father-in-law's dad. I saw this a lot with my own grandmother before she passed. Um, those folks are very vulnerable. One, because, you know, they didn't have the advantage of growing up with technology. So mm-hmm. to some extent, that generation that's still with us, they're at a at a just built-in disadvantage. But also, you know, the older you get, you you do, you know, you can lose mental capacity over time. Mm-hmm. I think it's extremely important for those people in your life, be there for them, be a resource for them, be a sounding board for them. Uh, but just know hackers are smart. They're <laughs> gonna look for just like a just like an enemy attacking a stronghold. They're not going to go for the front gate where all the defenses are. They're going to look for the weakest, yeah, least dude. defense spot. And unfortunately, as we've talked about, two-factor authentication, VPN, all these things together are pretty hard to crack. Yeah. So they've kind of reverted in the last couple of years to, okay, we're going to go back to the source. We're going to go back to the human being and manipulate their emotion. Yeah. So we, I mean, I have documented cases of you know, hackers calling, representing themselves as agents of the Social Security Network or Social Security Administration. Mm. Um uh, folks calling in as representatives of their bank or as representatives of their attorney, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. I'm telling you right now, if that, if the social security administration, first of all, they already have your social, <laughs> they don't need you to give them any information. <laughs> they already know it, yeah. but any legitimate agency, our company included, we're not going to ask for that information via that manner yeah. because we don't want you transmitting that information to us via yeah. that manner. At least not the, full, not the full number, right? We've not asked the for the last number. four of social, but I'm not going to have you list out the, what, other five? Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. So if you're 
gut instinct is this is off, push back and wait. Now, you might find out if we're pushing back, going back forth, that maybe it was legitimate and that's fine, but at least you did your due diligence to yeah. make sure. Give them a call, you know? Yep. Flip it on them. Give them a call. As long as you know you're calling the right number, don't call Absolutely. back that same number. Absolutely. Uh, call back the website's number or whatever and get someone on the line like, hey, did you call me? Yep. And nine times out of 10, they'll be like, no, that wasn't us. Um, that's right. So That's yeah. right. Man, I, I think, you know, this list could go on and on and on. This is mm-hmm. not a this is not a comprehensive list as I've mentioned, but I wanted to give you guys a couple of things that not everyone's doing, right? And I know that because I wasn't doing them for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so, if you're in that that boat, do these things. It will save you time. I mean, I'm telling you, we work with people every single day. We've seen it affect people's lives. It is not fun. It is devastating. It is stressful. It is time consuming. Yeah. And you can't always get 100 percent whole. Chances are, if it happens, something will be lost forever, yeah. whether it's a memory in a photo or whether it's money or whether it's the feeling of security that you have in the world, yeah. something is going to take a hit. Yeah, so exactly. take the time, implement a couple of these things. And if you have any questions, as always, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us at podcast at assetbuilder.com. You can go to assetbuilder.com and reach us that way. Uh, we're always happy to forge you to more resources, point in the right direction. We want to be a resource for all of our listeners, make your life that much easier, that much better. Uh, Joey, anything I'm leaving out? I mean, all the steps we talked about today is, is worth it. So yep. take the time. That's it. Just please take the time to do these things. Yep. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being here, Joey. Of course. Appreciate you. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, thank you for listening. As always, we look forward to being back soon. If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.